Well, I feel like I should say good morning, but it's a little different type of day for that, right? I was just reflecting during worship, just what the eyes of God must see as he looks at us. Looks at each face here, and I know my heart is filled with compassion, and so I can only imagine the yearning of God for each one of you, that he sees you. He sees you, and he's given a gift to you, and today we're going to talk about a response to that gift. And we've been doing a sermon series looking at different portraits of different people in the Bible, and today we're going to look at the portrait of a man named Simeon, and Simeon teaches us how to behold baby Jesus, and we're going to look at his response to Jesus. But before I begin, I'm very excited On my way here, about two hours ago, I noticed this was on my doorstep. So my last Christmas gift came. So, um, Elaine, this is actually for you, unopened yet. (laughs) Um, It's always fun to receive a gift. Sometimes we have to wait for it. I wasn't sure if this one was going to come in time. And uh, it got me thinking, last year we had just moved in the summertime, so we still had boxes in the garage by Christmas. And I had a package, and it never, it never came. And um, months went by. I'm like, that really should be here by now. And uh, my wife had the idea to say, Rob, maybe you put it in the garage. I go, you know what? I think I did. And in the hustle and bustle, I had just thrown it in the garage to keep moving. And so I went through there, and, and I found it. It was there the whole time. Um, it wasn't where I expected it to be. Okay? Just like baby Jesus wasn't necessarily born where he was expected to be born, but in a way was born in a garage, but he was there. The gift had been given, and yet I hadn't noticed it. I wonder if there's someone here that hasn't noticed it yet. Simeon was one of the first to notice it. And We're going to look at Luke chapter 2. We've been going through this story, and so I'm just going to cover these seven or so verses. So give me your full attention, all right? Seven verses, we can make that tonight. So kids especially, all right, listen up. So look at this photo. I love this photo of Simeon with baby Jesus, and I can see that my editing job didn't quite work. Um, But you can see a picture of him, and it says that when Jesus was eight days old, it says that he actually got to hold baby Jesus. And he had been waiting a long time to do that. And Simeon shows us the proper response to this. And so in verse 25, it says that at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Another way to say that word rescue is to come and to console Israel. Um, The people you console are people that are suffering, right? Jesus saw us. He saw the suffering. And he came to console us. He had promised this to Simeon. He was waiting for that gift. 
It says here is, we just kind of get a portrait of him. Who is this guy like? Well, it says that he was righteous, he was devout, and eagerly waiting. Verse 26 says that he was also, that the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And then it sets the stage that that day the Spirit had led him to the temple. I have to imagine if this guy is considering what he's going to do before he dies, he might be a little older in years. And as we get older sometimes puts things into perspective for us about what's really important. This Simeon was starting to stare death right in the face. It's the darkest part of this broken world. And yet God was revealing to Simeon that there's hope for him. Given that he was a devout man, I bet he was looking for a while for this Jesus. Maybe he was that guy in the temple every day, waiting, waiting, excited. Maybe some people thought he was loony. (laughs) But he knew that he needed hope. He needed a rescue. Verse 28. So Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, and Simeon was there. took the child in his arms. And his response was to praise God. I know tonight, some of uh, the grandparents here are going to want to hold one of the grandkids. Okay? Or grandkids, when you showed up at Grandma and Grandpa's house, I bet you got a big hug, right? They were eagerly expecting you and waiting for you. And then you arrived, and there was great joy and celebration. Simeon felt that when he met Jesus. He knew that Jesus was going to be this king that would live forever. That in heaven someday, he would see Jesus shining bright as the sun, in glory and power, and he could say, I knew him when he was a kid held him in my arms. And his proper response was to praise God. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're gathered here to praise God. Not to get his attention. His attention is already on us. But it's a proper response for us to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you saw me that you brought me out of my darkness to pay the penalty for my sin by shedding your blood on the cross. We give praise and we say thank you. So here's what he said, verse 29. Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. Another version would say, let your servant depart in peace. All of us are going to depart after this, not to our heavenly home, (laughs) but to our earthly homes. You can go in peace. 
That is, if you behold Jesus tonight. One of my favorite ways of understanding this piece is in Matthew 11, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your souls. This Simeon, he saw himself as a servant of the Lord. He wanted to follow God. Not his old way of life. Not consumed with self-interest or the me, me, me mentality. But he is willing to accept and behold Jesus. Not just with praise, but with his entire life. To say, I want to follow him. And as he followed him, God kept his promises to him. Verse 30, he says, I have seen your salvation. Have you seen the salvation of the Lord? Is it real to you? Some of you, it might not be. That's why I'm so excited for tonight. Because it could be. You could behold Jesus Potentially for the very first time. And if you've done that before, you can behold him again. Because when you're in the presence of Jesus, nothing else matters. The cares wash away. The fears are gone. He makes the trade for your sorrows. that you can have peace. It says that he's prepared it for all people. For Jesus is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory. Another way of seeing that word glory is he is the hope of your people Israel. He is prepared like a gift. Many of us have prepared gifts under our tree tonight. Jesus is prepared as a gift for you that you might believe through faith and receive eternal life to have a relationship with him forever. He is not only a light to the world, he is the only light. He is the only hope. Apart from him, there is darkness. Apart from him, the world is broken. He is the way. It's the truth. It's the life that you can be living. No one makes peace in a relationship with God but through him. So tonight, we get to behold Jesus. And he's not found in some misedited <laughs> slide, okay? He's not found in whatever symbols we create here. He's speaking to your spirit and to your heart. And so I... I'd invite the worship band to come out. 
And we get to do our candlelight ceremony tonight. And so to do that, I would invite the first half of this section would come up here with me, with your candles, to help get the candles started. And if we could, actually you can help me with instructions here, but make a circle around this room as we behold Jesus. He came in a manger, but he's coming again as king to rule on his throne forever. Forever. 